Welcome to the Heron Sisters podcast, where we talk about the real spiel. I'm Anna. And I'm Shannon. All right, let's get real. Welcome back, Heron Sisters fans. (laughs) We are going to be talking about mental health today, but we thought that we would just mention the Beyond Blue hotline in case it triggers anything for anyone. Just keep in mind that Beyond Blue is a 24-hour service and you can contact them on the phone or you can also do the group chat, group chat, um, a chat online with a support person. But if you do need to call someone, the number is 1300 22 All right, so we're going to jump straight into the questions. One of the questions that we asked you guys last week was how old were you when you first experienced anxiety? The options were 12 and under, teens or adults. 60% of you said 12 and under, 40% of you said teens and no one said adult. So for me, this didn't come like as a shock because I personally experienced really bad anxiety from a really, really young age. So I did expect it in a way, but then to see how many of you experienced it so young, kind of sad in a way. Yeah, but I also feel like, like now, I feel like more kids are aware of what anxiety is as well. Whereas I feel like when we were that age, it wasn't ever really spoken about. Yeah, it's just like, oh, she's shy. Mm. And I remember personally for me, I was quite young as well. I was in primary school. I remember because there was a teacher that used to set me off like that. And it was like a panicky feeling. Like I just felt panicked and I felt scared. But like as a kid, I didn't really think that was anything serious. And it wasn't until I started getting older that it was still happening and getting worse. And the way I could describe it, people were like, that's anxiety. Yeah. It's funny you say that though because – when I was in year three, I had an awful teacher and I like... Who? Oh, um... <laughs> Probably just say names, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I had really bad anxiety and like wouldn't go to school. Um, but I think my first time that I really experienced anxiety, like noticed it myself, noticed that it was a little bit more than just being shy is when I used to do ballet and like then would have like the plays that we're meant to put on for the parents Mm. and I couldn't do it. Yeah. I had to sit out because I actually couldn't do it. Um, So I think that's when, yeah, it really started. Yeah. For me, my first memory of having anxiety, or have a two, (laughs) The first one's a bit weird, you probably wouldn't think it was anxiety, but when mum would do my hair for school, if it wasn't done perfectly with no bumps, you know, when you do a ponytail, you get bumps in your hair, mm. I would freak out and make her do it again. And another one, when I was in primary school, we had a teacher fill in. He was the principal at the time. And we were doing like um, circumference work, you know, the circumference 
yeah compasses you know yeah, that yeah. thing and everyone was writing it all down and I was like trying to do it and he rubbed it all off the board and I started freaking out like I was like crying and like yeah my anxiety was really bad and yeah I don't know and it was always men that made it worse to be honest with you which is very odd yeah that is really weird probably a reason I don't know why but yeah one of the other questions that we asked was, have you ever been diagnosed with a mental illness? So 60% of you said yes and 40% of you said no. I personally don't think I've been diagnosed, which is you, kind like, of fucked up. Like you've just diagnosed yourself. <laughs> like you know that I have fucking yeah. bad anxiety. But you've never been. But I guess you've never gone to a doctor and been like, no. And I don't. This and is you, the problem. Yeah, and you know why? It's because I have my anxiety is too bad to do to that. go to the doctor. So there's actually probably a, a lot of you that are in the same boat. Yeah. And like, I definitely have depression as well. But I wouldn't. Ne- I would never ever go to the doctor about it. And I have been to counselling, um, and things like that. Of course, when I was younger. I think the last time I went, I was fifteen, so uh, six years ago, which doesn't seem that long ago. But yeah, I used to go, and I did actually really enjoy it, and it did help. So if you haven't reached out, I do, I do suggest it. But you know, myself as an adult, I haven't been. But yeah, how about you? I've been diagnosed with anxiety and um. PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, which I talked about in our recent podcast um, about the toxic boss. Yeah, a toxic boss and all things toxic. So if you want to hear that story, jump onto that podcast and have a listen. Um, but yeah, uh, and I don't really know. It's not like a mental illness, but self-harm. And they they actually connected that to post-traumatic stress and they said that that had actually triggered like the depressive episodes and like extreme anxiety um and self-harm so that was pretty crazy and another thing that um makes me want to bring up this is that I didn't actually know this but it's actually genetic so if you have it in your family, it is more likely that you will get it at some stage in your life. Whereas if your family doesn't really have it, you're less likely to experience it. Is depending like, on situations. Is that like what's it called? Like biological or is it like I feel it's more seeing how your parents react to things and then that you know what I mean? Yeah, but no, it's like an actual chemical balance in your brain. So if you're so anyone can obviously get depression and anxiety depending on like but situations you're more likely and stuff. To have it if your but you're more do. inclined to get it if it is in your family. That's like when you go to counselling. Um, you know, sometimes they'll ask you, "Does alcoholism run in your family? Yeah. Does suicide run in your family? Does bipolar disorder run in your family? Like anything like that?" They will ask you and mental illness. I'm yeah, sure. and same when you fall pregnant, they ask if postpartum has been something in your family as well because it's genetic. So it's just the luck of the draw, really. I feel like 
a lot like I yeah like I feel like it's just like in my brain Mm. like my anxiety like it's fucking in there but also I feel like seeing the way that our mum reacted to certain things I don't know like I feel like seeing how mum reacted to certain things had a huge effect on how I react to certain things now in a mental can you give an example um I feel like body image really really bad yeah definitely quite self-confidence yeah like mum not being confident and like you know you know what mum's like yeah um and seeing that seeing that all the time I feel like that did really take a toll on how I see myself yeah definitely um like I was like a size uh, eight to ten at one stage, and I still thought I was fat. Like obviously, I've gained a lot of weight now, um, and that's kind of due to like binge eating, and that's what I—that's how I cope when I feel really depressed and down, or even anxious. I eat, which I wish I could say I am the opposite, but I'm not. Um, but yeah, when I was like a size eight to ten, I still thought I was fat. Like I thought I was huge. And you wouldn't believe it. Like, I, I've never been that skinny in my life. And, I, you know, you still think you are. So yeah. that's like body, uh, body dysmorphia. dysmorphia. Um, and I know that you have that as well. Yeah. Even now you struggle with that. Yeah. And Anna's like a gym junkie. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think body dysmorphia, like body image, definitely that. Um. But just mum's general anxiety as well, I feel. Yeah, like you pick up on the energy. Yeah, like yeah. you just know. Mm. But I feel like dad as well. Like I feel like when dad gets anxious, sorry dad, he gets quite um like snappy and yeah irritated and you're like that. Yeah, I'm, re- I'm You're like that. like that when you're stressed or if you're anxious about something. And actually, to be fair, I'm the same. Like if I'm nervous about something or I have something planned and I've got to be somewhere on time and I'm rushing around, I'm quite snappy and I'm quite, um, what's the word? Like irritable? Yeah, like I get irritated really easily. So I guess that's all things that we've learned. But, yeah, I guess it is also based on your upbringing and what you have seen and what you haven't seen. But I definitely think that it is also genetic yeah another question that we asked was have you ever experienced depression 88% of you said yes and 12% of you said no I feel like those statistics I was actually honestly I was shocked to see that some people haven't I don't know why but I, I was shocked to see that some people haven't experienced depression and I have no, no idea why, again, but, like, yeah, I was shocked. I think a lot of people, though, when you say experience depression, I think people, some people might think have, like, actually been diagnosed with depression, like. Mm, I feel like. And some people won't admit it until they've been told they have it. Yeah, and I feel like some people are like, oh, if you're not diagnosed, then it's not real. Yes, definitely, 100%. And I feel like when I 
when we posted these questions, because I knew my answer was no to if I had been diagnosed. You wanted to say no. I wanted, no, I wanted to say that I had been even though I hadn't been because I didn't want that to, I don't know, like undermined that I, like, because I know I do have it. I know that I do have anxiety and depression and many more things, but I was scared to say no because I didn't want people to think that I was just being dramatic or, Mm. you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I, you feel judged. Yeah. And I feel like. Um, and I feel, I feel like, like I'd be invalidated. Yes, and I feel like there's a, such a stigma around what a depressed person looks and acts like. Yeah, which is fucking bullshit. Because the happiest person in your life could be battling depression, oh, and yeah. you have no idea. Yeah. Um, and it usually is that way. It usually mm, is that way. The people that are trying to hold everyone else together are usually the ones that are suffering the most. It's very sad. Um. So yeah, I've definitely experienced depression and you... definitely I've definitely experienced depression and even now like I'm not depressed, but I have like depressive episodes and yeah, I think I'm the same. One other thing people need to understand is feeling sad and feeling emotions doesn't mean you're depressed. It's when you get in a state where you just can't get out of it and everything just seems so horrible. Yeah. Um, you know, and sometimes a depressive episode can only last a day, but sometimes it can last a few days a couple weeks like it just really depends and i think like a lot of other things it comes and goes in waves mm. so um but yeah definitely have been depressed and definitely still do have depressive episodes but i'm not always in that state of yeah depressing and like depressive. do you <laughs> like for me when i like when I, it's like I can feel it coming. I can feel that I'm slipping into my depressive state, and I feel like I, I can tell when this episode is coming. Like, can you sense when you're gonna slip into that, or do, does no, it just happen it suddenly? It just happens. See, like mine, I know that I'm about like, and mine lasts for about like a week to two weeks. Sometimes I can't go to work. Like, it gets really bad. I can't do anything. I have to stay in bed. I don't eat. Um, And then I will binge. That's another thing that happens to me. So I won't eat for ages when I'm, like, in those um, episodes. And then I will binge and eat everything. Mm. Um, But, yeah, I can tell when mine's coming on. And I even say to my partner, I, I actually say to him, I feel like I'm getting depressed or you know like slipping into that episode yeah. again um and it does happen quite often to me um and it's really really hard really hard yeah um but yeah that would i feel like in a way not so that I'm a, i can prepare myself but you know it's coming yeah so that would be hard for it just to be like there yeah and it's literally just over nothing. Yeah, sometimes you don't have a reason Yeah, oh. for it to come on. I feel like this year it's been worse. Like, obviously, this year's been so horrible. Um, <clears throat> but I almost feel like I'm at a point now where I am just so numb to a lot of things and especially people's emotions like I just 
I feel bad for saying it. I say it to my counsellor all the time. Like, I actually just don't care. Like, I actually don't fucking care. Like, I couldn't say it more clearer than that. Like, I just actually don't. And I think the hardest thing for me when I started realising that was that I'm not normally that person. Like, I feel like I'm usually the person that people do come to for emotional support, don't you reckon? Yeah. Whereas lately, I feel like I'm being quite cold. But I actually can't help it. At least you're aware of it, though. Yeah, but it doesn't help because I still can't snap myself out of it. Yeah. But in saying that, my therapist said it's um she called it something like my emotional capacity is full like I literally don't have room yeah like my cup is full like my cup is so full that you literally cannot deal with anything like anything else even if it's the smallest thing and I feel like Stian has really copped the brunt of it um really like he's been going through some stuff too and I feel bad because I haven't I'm not emotionally available like yeah I just have no more I don't have any more room and even like um someone that used to be quite close to me just passed away and even that was almost too much to take on yeah And now that that's happened too, I feel like I was starting to get somewhere where I was starting to be more, um, is it empathetic? Yeah. Whereas now that that's happened, I feel like my care factor is back to zero again. Like I just, everything else that's happening compared to what's going on in my life right now, like it's not really. um, A priority at all? No. Unless it has something to do with Christian. Um, then, yeah, I don't really have a care factor for anything at the moment. And that's been really hard to admit and it is something I'm working on. But, yeah, it's definitely not something that is um, easy. But, yeah, that's how I know. that. Actually, in saying that, I guess I, I do know when an episode's coming because I start to feel really overwhelmed. Yeah. Because I start to notice those feelings more, whereas usually in day-to-day life I don't think about it. Yeah. But then when I start thinking about it, that's kind of know when it's coming because I've obviously just taken too much on. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Another question we have is, have you ever experienced anxiety and 100% of you said yes? That doesn't surprise me at all. No, definitely not. But when I saw that, and I think that one must that one was before the depression. That well, was the first one, I think. Yeah. And then like the next one or whatever, it said probably if it said no depression. I was like, oh, okay. But yeah, um, that wasn't a shock for anxiety, that's for sure. Um and actually quite a few of you did answer that one, so thank you for that. Um, so then we asked you guys um like what types of anxiety uh you've experienced. Um, some of you, actually quite a lot of you, one, two, three, four of you said PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, and two, three, four of you again said social anxiety, which is actually probably one of the most common ones. Um, we must have had a thing about what type of anxiety. Yeah, that <laughs> um, Someone said insomnia, anxiety, general anxiety, all of the above. Most recently it's been sickness anxiety. 
Um, I didn't really know that was a thing, um, to be honest, but I guess it is. I guess people do get scared of getting sick, don't they? Yeah. Um, um, and someone said CPTSD. What's that? I don't actually know. I'll have a look at Google. Oh. So it is very similar to um, post-traumatic stress disorder. Instead, it's called complex post-traumatic stress disorder, which is sometimes abbreviated to CPTSD. It's a condition where you experience some symptoms of PS. PTSD, along with some additional symptoms such as difficulty controlling your emotions, feeling very angry or dis- or distrustful towards the world. Oh, okay. I haven't heard of that one before. Maybe I have that as well. <laughs> um, But, yeah, so one of you said that as well, which I thank you for being so honest. I didn't even really know that was something either. Um, But, yeah. It's definitely very present in this day and age. It's very uncommon to not have anxiety. And I think the best thing about being in in the world we are now, the world that we're living in now, is that anxiety is so generalised. Oh, I'm getting really anxious about doing this. Yeah, it's overused. It's, but I feel like it's not a bad thing because it's normalising people feeling anxious over things that aren't. Yeah, I... I do get what you're saying, but then if it's if the word's being abused and it's not actually anxiety, it kind of downplays. Yeah. Like, oh, it's just anxiety. Yeah. It's not just anxiety. Like, it matters. Anxiety can get to the point where it is debilitating, I guess, as well, where it's a lot of people don't understand and... I really feel for the people that are debilitated by their anxiety because it's such a horrible feeling. Like for someone who has never had anxiety, the way that I can kind of try and explain it to you is like, you know, when you've done something wrong and you feel really guilty and you have that knot in your stomach, Mm. that's what anxiety feels like. Like you literally just can't shake it and you know it's all in your head, but it can get so overwhelming that it literally just like, captivates you like there's nothing that you can do to shake it um for me personally like I get it really bad um all the time to be honest with you but I feel like because I've had it since I was so little I'm pretty good at forcing myself to do stuff because Mm -hmm. I'm like it is all in your head and you are just being yeah you are just being I don't want to say stupid but to me that's what I say to myself you're being stupid like you have nothing to be anxious about um even I found it was really bad after I had Christian. Um, I would get really anxious going anywhere with him in the car or like going to the shops and stuff. Like I would sit in my car for a good 20 minutes before I'd get out. Yeah. And I still get like that now, but I just make myself do it because realistically I don't have the choice to not do it. Um, but, yeah, some people just aren't as fortunate to be able to talk themselves out of it and it definitely has taken me a long time to get to that place as well definitely think that having any type of mental health condition or illness now is a lot easier to accept and deal with especially like how some workplaces you know they have like mental health days or like you can take leave for that so like on mental health leave or 
Yeah, see, I don't feel like that. I feel like at, at my work, like in particular my workplace, I don't think I could be like, oh, yeah, I've got really bad anxiety or I'm having mental health day. I wouldn't say that. Mm. I'd just say I'm sick because, I don't know, do you – so you're different because you kind of work for yourself or you do work for yourself. So mm. if you were, you could just move your clients around or. Yeah. <clears throat> I feel like in saying that though, I'm pretty open with my clients. So if yeah. I was really struggling, I probably would just say like, I'm not having a good day. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I'm, doesn't mean I don't really let it do that to me anymore. The last time I did probably let my mental health get in the way of anything would have been at the start of the year. That's probably the only only time. And I, not even that it stopped me from doing anything, I just cut a lot of people off mm. and cut a lot of people out. Um, and it definitely has damaged those relationships. Um, which is obviously something that I have to deal with now, but um, that's something I do when I when things get too much and I can't deal with something. Push people out. Yeah, it's just my it's just the easiest thing because I don't want to talk about it, and when I am in a state like that and don't want to talk about something or don't feel comfortable talking about something, it's just easier for me to cut those people out rather than address the situation and just say, hey. Not feeling that um great. Um, I'm just gonna go off the grid for a couple of weeks. Like I'm, I should be like that, but I'm not. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's my telltale signs of when something bad's gonna happen. Um, I just start cutting people off like fucking flies. Just going back to what we were talking about with like, what types of anxiety that you've had? Like, what have what kind of anxiety have you experienced firsthand? Obviously, PTSD. I feel like I have postpartum anxiety. Um, obviously, it hasn't been, like, diagnosed, but I think in myself I have postpartum anxiety. Just over, like, weird little things, like um, when Christian first started eating solids. Oh, yeah. Like, every child eats solid food eventually. And I did not understand how parents do it. And even now I still get pretty nervous. Um, obviously I'm a lot better now, but that was a massive concern for me. Um, like even if someone brought up about going over for lunch, I'd panic. I'm like, what is Christian going to have? Yeah. Um, and even like if he's in the trolley or something, I'd be worried that someone would just take him. <laughs> um, and I don't really know what I'd call that anxiety that I'd had when I was a child. I still get it now. And now it's kind of triggered from PTSD from that boss that I had. But before then, I don't know what it was. Just like general anxiety? I guess so. Like when the teacher would, if I got asked to find something and I couldn't find it or um, my hair not being done properly or like, I'd actually have a full meltdown about it. Is that, like, more OCD? I don't know. I think it is. But that's what I've experienced. Mm. I think, like, I've just got And general... failing. I hate the idea of oh, failing. Yeah, it gives hate... me really bad yeah, anxiety. Yeah, really bad too. 
그러니까요. Um, I think the anxieties that I've experienced is just your general anxiety, but definitely, um, definitely social anxiety, like really, really bad. And I think that's always been a huge struggle for me. And it was kind of always just put down or you're just shy or whatever. Um, but no, that is social anxiety and it is awful. And I, you will never Like, honestly, you will never know who I am unless you are really close to me. And that is because of my social anxiety. You have no idea who I am as a person unless you're really close with me because I am completely different. Remember when we had your baby shower at our mum's house? I didn't talk to anyone. I couldn't. Mm. I couldn't even go get food. I was really bad. Um, and I remember someone that we've known for a really long time was trying to talk to me and the words just wouldn't come out. And the, yeah, so she was trying to have a conversation with me and I literally couldn't talk. Mm. Like I was just shutting down because there were too many people that I didn't know. That were around. Yeah, and I can't deal with it. It's really bad. Um And I just keep, like, I keep remembering this story lately um, because I know we're going to talk about this. Like, it's kind of triggered it in a way. Um, We, I was, what, year seven? um, And we had this teacher that was, I think she was the EA of the classroom and we were doing a lesson with her for some reason. Um, And she said, oh, Shannon, can you read this? to the class and like you know i i having really bad anxiety the whole time just like please don't please don't pick me blah blah, blah. she picked me probably <laughs> because she knows that i'm like that and teachers think oh it, it helps you know it doesn't help me it don't don't pick me because it doesn't help me no you're trying to help but it makes it so much worse yeah anyway i was like i didn't say no obviously i can't say no i've got anxiety like I start reading and I'm just talking gibberish. Like, I can't, I was stuttering, I couldn't say any of the words, I couldn't read. Anyway, I finish the paragraph I was reading and it was like, okay, Caitlin, can you read that out so we can actually understand? Oh! <gasps> That's what she said. What a fucking bitch! I'm only year seven. And. I, yeah, I felt fucking, I still remember that clear as day now. How awful is that to say to someone? And she would have known that I had really bad anxiety. And this little, like, little year seven chapter was like, <laughs> yeah, so I remember that so well. Um, And this is like, this is the same, this is the same teacher or EA. We went to the pools like for our... I don't know, end of year thing. Like, you know, you did that at school. We went on an excursion to the Boy Up Brook pool. Um, and when I was, yeah, I would have been 13, I think, in year seven. Um, I had my period. And when I was really, really young, I had really, really heavy periods, like uncontrollably. Like I'd wear a tampon and a huge like nighttime pad and I would just be soaking through these like, I don't know, within half an hour, like huge clots and everything. Sorry for the information, but that's how bad it was. So obviously I didn't want to go in the pool. She was trying to force me to go into the pool, literally. 
and I had to tell my male teacher I can't go in the pool because I have my period. Like this lady was so but yeah, that's not really I mean like and that gave me really bad anxiety. First of all, because like having my period going to the pool, that's great. But yeah, having it so heavy and knowing that she was gonna be there, I was like, She's got truffles because this pool and she was she's like, Anyone has to get in the pool like she was gonna go angry, yeah. But anyway, I had to end up telling my male teacher that I had my period. But yeah, so I don't think I don't really think I've experienced any other. Um, but when I like started my first job, also really bad anxiety. Like pretty much came with every excuse under the sun not to do a specific job because fuck that, you know, having anxiety, forcing yourself to do stuff. Another anxiety that I've just realised that I have developed is death anxiety. Oh, yes. I definitely have death anxiety. Like, I'm not I'm not anxious about – I'll just drop my – I'm not anxious about, like, dying as such. I'm more worried about dying and what's going to happen to my son. Like the fear of not being in control of when you leave, like that, that really stresses me out. Like, I don't know if that's a normal thing or not to be like that, but it's something that I think about quite often. And even sometimes I panic and I, (laughs) Shannon and I were just talking about this before, I freak out when I think about what would I ever do if Shannon was to die. And she said she thinks the same thing sometimes. And I just, I don't know. I don't know that, I don't know if that's a normal thing. And I don't know if it's because I've never really lost anyone really, really close to us like that. I don't know. But it, yeah, it definitely really freaks me out. And I also don't know if that's just because of um, that person passing away that was really close to me as well. Like, I don't know if that's kind of put things in pers- into perspective for me. Um, but yeah, that's a recent thing that I've noticed is having death anxiety is, is really horrible. I think because we haven't experienced anyone dying really, really close to us, it makes it really hard for like, and being adults, like where, like when, you know what I mean? Like we haven't had anyone really close to us die before. Um, so it's really hard for us to wrap our heads around it like I know it would be for anyone but for us it's really really hard because we've never experienced it ever Mm -hmm. um and I think the first time that I really noticed um death anxiety the first one was when a girl died when I was how old was I 17 I think or maybe 16 I'm not sure um I didn't know her very well, but that freaked me out and that hit me like a rock. Um, and I think it did for you as well. Um, and then the second one was when someone that like I know of, their partner died out of nowhere and I fixated on it. And I didn't even really know these people, but I fixated on it so hard that it freaked me out. Um, and just thinking like Jared could go to work not trying to put this out to the universe like fucking touch wood but 
he could just go to work and not come home and that freaks me out like I think about it all the time and every single morning that I am home and Jared goes to work I say I love you be safe and I've put that in my head so much that I have to say those words because if I don't say it I feel like something is going to happen and that's definitely anxiety that is death anxiety I think also like I feel like this kind of doesn't really have anything to do with death, but it does at the same time. I feel like when something really bad's going to happen, I almost feel like you know. Mm. Like at the start of the year, I don't really, I won't really say much, but someone that we really, that is really close to us, um, was in a really bad car accident at the start of the year. Um, and all day, and even a few days before that, we were all camping and there was just something telling me like the off. to not leave. And we ended up having to leave because Christian was just, it was too hot for him. And I'm glad that we did leave when we did. Um, but something was just telling me to stay, even though I really didn't want to. And we left. And um, the day that accident happened, all day I was home by myself with Christian. Um. And I just had the feeling to go out there, out to their house all day. All day I just had that feeling I should go and see them, I should go and and I didn't and I didn't. And um, when I found out what had happened, I just I couldn't believe that I was ignoring all of those signs. And even um, when I found out what was happening, I said to Sian, really randomly out of nowhere I was like I'm just gonna go and have a shower um I was like oh it doesn't matter anyway because if something was to happen I'll be called because I'm the next of kin and literally within moments of saying that you called me yeah like it's just like you know when something so now when I get those feelings I get really I get really stressed and sometimes it's not even something but if I have a feeling I need to go see someone I will never ignore them now so if you get a message from me randomly, guys, <laughs> I'm just panicking. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. That's something I've really noticed lately and I've tried really hard not to ignore it because if that situation had turned out differently, I would have regretted not listening to those thoughts. So we're going to jump into what really pissed us off this week. Anna, you can go first. When people correct you or try to correct you in, like, a really rude way like just fuck off you're annoying me like you're just fucking annoying or when they pick when they pick on things and say things like passive aggressively I hate that that's like my pet peeve don't be passive aggressive just say what you want to say and stop beating around the bush because I'm gonna fucking knock you out that's how I feel Being passive-aggressive is not a vibe and it's what pisses me off every week for the rest of my life. What was it in particular that made you um, say people correcting you? Because, you know, there could be many situations. So, you know, what was it in particular that, that you know, <laughs> you, um, yeah, made you uh, say that one this week? Some When they try to correct you, when they actually already understand what you're saying 
And actually, I've done that to someone once and a few times, maybe. But I don't know. You're a hypocrite. I know, but like, <laughs> fuck off. Don't annoy me. I feel like if someone is even pronouncing a word or mm. spelling a word incorrectly, for example, like if you, if you know what they meant, you don't need to say anything because it just makes them feel retarded. I'm sorry if you guys don't like using that word, but you don't need to correct someone if you know what they're saying. Like, what what are you trying to give them, an English lesson? You know? Sometimes you do it to me, actually, I know. Do what? What do I do? Like, if I say something, yeah, like, melts. <laughs> no, that's funny. Apparently I say melts weird, you know, like, oh. wax melts. So you even have to explain <laughs> what you're talking about. No, I'm just... Giving a bit of context. It's melt, not melt. Melts. That's like fucking mum when she says hunger duck. I want to, <laughs> mum, I love you. Monk. 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 I just want to punch her. Like, say it properly. Hunger jacks. What the fuck is hunger jacks? <laughs> oh, fucking hell. But yeah, if you know what they mean. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. It's not fucking English lesson. You don't need to do it, okay? All right. So anyway, what really pissed me off this week is um shit. You know, shit not working at work. Everything's breaking. You know, casually working, and then your machine starts breaking every five minutes. You're running around like a headless chicken, trying to fix this machine every ten seconds. Just pisses me off. You know, just fix the machine right the first place. Shit is not working properly at work in, in particular. And then I'm the one that has the responsibility of trying to fix everything. I do not get paid any more than anyone. And I have been there for two fucking years and I fucking help run the road. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's just shit. Right, that's mine, Anna. Pretty sure you can't relate to that one. No, I can't actually. How can I relate to that one? That's what I mean. We're in very different industries of work, which I'm obviously in the wrong one, but it's fine for now. Help my business blow up, please, everyone. Go buy something. Candles are fifty percent off right now, so go. Thank you. That's my uh sponsor for the day. Oh, yeah, we're going to put a wrap on that now, guys. Thanks for listening. Just because Shannon wanted to chuck in a sneaky little sponsor, I'd also just like to say I only have one spot left for online coaching um, and one spot left for in-person coaching. So message me if you want to have a have a go, you know. Anyway, um, I hope everyone enjoys this podcast and i hope more of you press play on this one than the last one well um otherwise i'll see you when we're on sunrise (laughs) um but yeah thanks guys yeah there'll definitely be a part two for this mental health one i'm pretty sure (laughs) because there's a lot to talk about um so Just remember that we do have that anonymous link in our bio. So if you ever want to say anything at all, put it in there and we will, you know, figure something out with it. Questions, anything, please put it in there. It really helps us out. Um, 
even if you have suggestions of topics that you'd like us to talk about we'd really appreciate that appreciate that as well we do have a lot written down already um but yeah we would really appreciate that so thanks guys we'll see you next week bye do you know how to do a french braid <laughs> <laughs>